0: Hello, warm welcome to our webinar here today. Uh, We are super excited to have you all on board and uh, that you found us here uh, at this webinar today. (laughs) Um, Before we get going, I just want to give you some house rules. So, Not where the toilets are because you're not here physically, but a little bit about your experience as a viewer. So please do engage with us during this webinar, ask questions in the chat, uh, respond to our polls, uh, you're watching this webinar in a dual stream format, which means that you can at any time uh, choose to take up us, me and Ken here in the camera stream in full screen, or you can take up the presentation. You will also see a little bit of the agenda that we have in your chapter list below. Uh, all framed by our branded player here for the webinar today. We will end it with a Q&A. So again, please, we're really welcoming questions. Ask any questions you're wondering, and we will try to respond to them during this session. And this webinar, as always in our platform, will be recorded and made available on demand. So if you need and want to share this with a colleague or someone else in your network, this will be available afterwards. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, let's get going. This is the agenda for today, but before we dig into the agenda, I would like to introduce uh, myself and you will also be hearing an introduction from Ken. But my name is Victor Underwood. I'm the CEO here at Quick Channel. I've been with the business for over a decade now, working with streaming, live events, video communication, and uh, yeah, seen it all, done it all, almost within this space, <laughs> and uh, seen an accelerated uh, use case for the webinar in the last 24 months. So, but not only me, with me here today, we have Ken, our guest speaker. Guest and expert. Speaker. Yes,
1: uh, Ken Neptune. Uh, I'm the Confidence Coach at Strictly Speaking Life Coaching. I help non-native speakers of English become better business communicators. And um, we're going to take a closer look at that today with regards to uh, webinars.
0: Cool. Yeah, so the agenda today is we're going to talk a little bit like how do you prepare for a webinar? What do you need to do? Uh, We're going to talk about the choice and choosing the right platform. And then Ken will take you through how to engage with your target audience and also how to reach through to a digital audience today. <clears throat> after that, we will share some insights and tips regarding on when to hold the webinar, how long should it be, when should you schedule it and so on. And we'll finish up with what to do after you're done with your webinar. And then we will take your questions and try to respond to them as good as we can. Um, Starting out, uh, we start with the tough, the tough, hard facts that on average, 11% of participants stay throughout your live webinar, 89% don't. Uh, this is, of course, uh, quite tough numbers to look at, seeing, knowing all the time that you have to spend preparing for a webinar, practicing your speeches marketing it and so on. And the key here, how to solve this, is to do your webinars more engaging. Get out of the Zoom and the team's fatigue that everyone gets sitting on like numb video uh, video experiences every day and do engage them with polling and chat and, and make the viewers uh, be affecting the, the content and the direction of this uh, broadcast. So to wake you guys up watching from home or watching from the <laughs> office or from somewhere else, I'm interested to know where are you sitting right now watching these events? And whilst you are answering that, I will move on in the presentation. Looking from a marketing perspective, about 83% of business-to-business marketers say that webinars is an important part of their digital marketing strategy. 73% say it's the best way to generate high-quality leads. And up to 80% uh, increased conversion rate when you work with video marketing. So, But I think this is becoming norm today. And the question is then, like, how do you do the webinars in the best way yeah. to achieve this is, is more the question. Uh, looking a bit where you guys are, we can see that about fifty-five percent are watching from home and forty-five percent from the office. And we will pu- we will publish the polling results also in the chat room called Polling Results, so you can also see them. Um, looking at the reasons for why you want to do webinars, we are uh, yeah there are different reasons for why you're doing a webinar today. It could be lead generation from marketing mm-hmm. perspectives. Mm-hmm. Brand building, building customer loyalty. Or it could be more of an like educational target. So you want to educate your audience. You want to build relationships, establish yourself as a thought leader. Uh, another case could be that you're turning your physical events like seminars, breakfast mm. seminars, lunch seminars. But this could have been into a lunch webinar, a virtualized event, which is also more budget friendly. And it would be interesting to understand also sent out to policy. What what is what do you... What, why do you work with webinars today, uh, or why are you planning to start? Uh, so if we look at the preparation before a webinar, there's some things that you need to think about. Audio and video. Uh, when it comes to audio, it's the most important piece, actually. Because if you're watching a 4K, beautiful video <laughs> without any sound, it would be very hard to, to, to follow. Uh, but both audio and video is important today. Uh, so you need to think about microphone. Today we're standing in a quite small, simple studio. We have a microphone just above our heads here. We have the lens and the camera in front of us. Then we got some lights directed at us for, for good, a good experience. But then it's also the video. Like, do you have single or dual stream, for example? Today we present you with dual stream. So you have the camera stream from us. So you see our body language. You can uh, get our full communication to you. Uh, And then you also have the content uh, in a different window, which makes it a more dynamic viewer experience and you don't lose the viewers Exactly, exactly. Exactly. So how do you do a webinar then? The the practicalities, and if we start from working ourselves from the right to the left, we can see the studio. So what we do here today, you have, again, camera, microphone, presentation, some lights that is then connected to an encoder that is connected to a streaming service Mm -hmm. so that's one way and we see studios are being built more and more out in different organizations today then you have your video conferencing rooms like most rooms today are fitted out with a camera for video conferencing purposes and most of those you can just use them with your webinar service Mm -hmm. and in that way you take your video conferencing room and turn it into like a webinar studio by adding a webinar solution and then last but definitely not least Over the last two years, people have been working from home. They've had their laptop with a browser and a built-in camera. Yes. And maybe an extra microphone or a headset. And today, you can easily do a webinar from anywhere in the world if you just have a unit, phone, tablet, computer, with a browser and internet.
1: Internet connection, yeah.
0: So if you've got that, then you can set up and do a recording or a live webinar. Um, so, uh, looking at the type of webinars, and here I'm also super curious to hear what are your experiences, but when we look at the type of webinars, we have live webinars, and you and me, when we catched up before the event, we spoke a little bit about the fake live or live on tape. Yeah, which was new for me. Yeah. I had never heard of that. And it is a little bit of a new trend, I would say. For us in like the video production business, or with experience from it, it's... It's been before, but now it's becoming more and more standardized. Yeah. And what it means is a live webinar is what we do live right now. Mm -hmm. We are here standing in front of the camera. You are listening to us live right now. We can interact with chat and polling and so on. Fake live would mean that we would have pre-recorded something and then play it up as if if it was live. Mm It's good for uh, quarterly reports, financial reports, when every word needs to be correct, every number needs to be correct. You can record it in a safe manner, and then you stream it as is live on a given timestamp. Mm -hmm. And then we have the on-demand webinars. And I really want to highlight this because we see today there is a lot of webinars that you do all the preparation for your content, your speakers, marketing, and then you do it live. And it lives for 30 minutes, and then it's gone. And then it's gone, yeah. And all that time invested is gone. And everyone that couldn't attend, that was double booked, there was homeschooling during lockdown, there was whatever reason it might have been, they cannot attend the webinar, and then they can't
1: see it. Exactly. Lost opportunity.
0: Lost opportunity. But if you do publish it on demand, if you use a, a solution that both records it and makes it available on demand, you also increase the life length of your event and you can reach a bigger audience yes Uh, so what type of webinar do you prefer that's uh, what you guys have been saying oh we see live (laughs) Mm -hmm. people say uh Mm -hmm. prefer almost 60 Mm percent but then fake live live on tape is number two Yes, number two okay Mm -hmm. i'll I'll put this in the polling results so you can see it as well And then we come to the content, and this is extremely important, for it to be a, a good webinar that attracts an audience it needs to have quality content. And our experience from doing this for many years, both for ourselves, but also for clients, is to do what we have here. A guest speaker, an industry expert that can come and share some knowledge and insights, uh, because that is, uh, yeah, that is key to attract a, a bigger audience. And then the other part is that you also choose what kind of webinar it is. Is it an informational one? Is it educational? Or maybe it's more promotional, so it's more of a commercial webinar. um, So that you also can have a guest speaker for this and uh, work with that. Pre-webinar prep, uh, so reaching the audience. And and how did we do it for this event? Uh, So we recorded a little pre-video here in the in the studio a couple of weeks back, and then we sent out uh, this on social media. Mm-hmm. We did email marketing on our CRM, and we also did like organic social posts, but also marketing on, on LinkedIn in this case. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would be interesting for me to understand like, how did you find this webinar that you're watching today? Uh, so we can learn, learn as well. But then we also set up an easy sign up page on our website. So it was, uh,
1: Yeah, easy for people to to sign up and join. And that's important as well. Yeah. Make it easy.
0: Yeah, you don't want to make it a struggle to join an event. You want to have a good good user flow for that. And then, of course, to join the webinar, you don't need to download any software. You don't need any plugins. You just click the link and you join. And that's also key, I would say. Mm -hmm. And then we talk about the event internally in our organization. So everyone employed at quick channel knows there's webinars happening today we talked about it in our network with Mm -hmm. our clients partners and so on so we get a bit of a buzz around it as Mm -hmm. well Um, and uh, choosing the right platform and this is becoming a bigger and bigger question out there in the conversations that we're having with with our clients and and in our networks Um, but i would say the first thing when you choose the right platform it must support the workflow and what you want to achieve so you need to have a platform that helps you before the event with scheduling planning mm-hmm. during the live event it needs to offer functionality for you to be able to interact and engage with your audience you don't want to be that one that losing 89% of your viewers mm-hmm. and so you want to have polling chat chat rooms mm-hmm. run Q&A a little mm-hmm. bit what we're trying to do with you guys today mm-hmm. and then on demand you really want to have uh, one platform for both live and on-demand that does uh, offer, you know, an extended lifetime for for your event and gives you the opportunity to generate leads and audience with an on-demand.
1: On yeah, extended lifetime is definitely something you want to think about.
0: Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, if we've got 100 viewers here today and then we have uh, 200 viewers over the next three months, mm-hmm. that means that we will then reach the three times as big of an audience just because it's been made available on-demand. Exactly. And then there's some other big points that uh, we see that uh, is important for many clients. And one is attention, attention of the viewer. So on, um, if you do a webinar and you publish it on, let's say YouTube or Vimeo, then you have the, their target for those platforms is to keep you on their platform, not to keep you on, the, on your content, which means there will be a lot of like other attractive content surfaced around, competitive logos, advertisement, and the attention span of the viewer will be extremely short. Mm. And you probably want to have your marketing, your communication, your education and information packaged in a way so that they stay with you instead of getting lost traction. I know myself when I watch a video on YouTube that is a business video and then there is an ice hockey match and then an the <laughs> ice hockey match of 20 seconds. So um, definitely not a good way if you want to keep me, my attention. Mm. Branding. Uh, Another thing, working with the big video platforms that you use for video meetings today—it's their platforms. You can't get your branding, your graphical profile, your like—I uh, don't know—brand experience through to the viewer at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a, a key that you can really trust who's sending the information, but seeing who is the sender yeah. of this. Um, security and compliance is also a rising rising star mm-hmm. I say about a rising matter rising importance for every organization we see the GDPR yarn especially with the shrems two, uh, that came earlier last year uh, that is now having a big impact in in the european markets but mm-hmm. also in the uk market mm-hmm. about that you need to have like european based kind of uh, solutions and platforms where you handle the data yeah wcag which is accessibility so you can like subtitle uh, video with, uh, with artificial intelligence, or that you can make it easily navigated if you've got like hearing impairment or seeing impairment. Mm-hmm. And then last but not least, statistics and analytics. If you do events and webinars, you want to see who watched it, for how long were they engaged? Absolutely. Uh, what is our reach? Because by doing that, you can then also develop how you run your,
1: your yeah. events. And you can also improve, of course. Exactly, mm-hmm.
0: exactly. And I think that too, as well. You do it and you do it over and over and get better and better. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then we come to the question, how do you reach the digital audience?
1: Well, they say can. Uh, there are many ways to reach a digital audience. Um and uh I guess it's really a function of uh, what you want to accomplish uh, what is what is the purpose of your webinar and then who is who is your audience So if you start with those you start with those two questions and then from there you can take a look at uh, well what what is it what is it that you want no yeah as a, as as a person who's a, or a company running the webinar, what is it that you want to say to your audience? So once you know that you go out and what do you do? You have uh social media, of course, uh, you can have, uh, you can have videos, you can, uh, you can uh, have posts on, on all of your social media platforms, uh, other than uh, the the usual suspects uh, Facebook Instagram Twitter there there seem to be more and more things coming all the time um YouTube has become very popular for example with with certain with certain uh businesses it doesn't work for everyone but it, it's up to you to, to know your audience and to know where to know where your target group is basically uh you want to have if you have uh, a blog you can also use your blog to to reach your reach your digital audience and to and to keep to keep the the top of mind for them, so to speak. And then you can also write articles if you are the type of person who likes to write articles. Not everyone likes to do that. Uh, some people think that it's a struggle. Some people it's just a piece of cake. Um, it's but it's it's good to have a variation. Let's put it let's put it that way. So I would say video. Uh, social media posts uh, blog posts and and articles um, another thing you might you know you might another thing you should do is have targeted advertising once you know who your target group is, you will want to uh, to uh, target your your advertising to them and you have to know where where they are and 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 things of things of that nature. Um also another way to reach your digital audience is by referrals. If you have a uh, you have a network, most of us have networks, and you reach out to your network and, and you can uh, you know you can share uh what you're doing with them and ask them to to promote you and uh, that's also a good way to 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 get to get out there. Um and um yeah, there was there was one other thing I was I was going to say, but uh, that has to do with the next slide (laughs) so how to engage yes so how do we engage our audience um so there are many 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 different ways to do that um what i do myself uh what has been successful successful for me may not be successful for you but i can tell you that uh I have used uh, social media posts. Um, I try to post uh, three to five times a week on my on my on my uh, platform. Um, I email uh, to my to my uh, to my email list, for example. Um, uh, I've started uh, using uh, LinkedIn LinkedIn events. Uh, that that was uh, something new to me a while ago, but uh, I've started using that. Also, uh, Facebook events. Um, uh on my on my business on my business site not my per, not my personal site uh i also um uh do uh, prom- promo blogs i, I use I, li- I use linkedin a lot actually and uh i've get uh, a lot of uh good feedback there. i'm not saying that that you should do that necessarily but but i'm just telling you what works what has worked for me yeah. and it's been it's been very very successful um something new that I have to admit that uh I'm curious about but I haven't yet tried, but I plan to do that is to is to have um a speaking gig and uh and to and to talk to my to my uh to my audience about, for example, confidence and 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 confidence building. And uh yeah, so that's also that's also something to do to engage your audience. And while we're on the subject of confidence. Exactly. <laughs> confidence code. Oh, what you should think about. What, okay. Uh first of all, you shouldn't you shouldn't think at all. You know, it's it's counterintuitive, but I but I promise you, I know from experience that the worst thing you can do is is to think. It's just, you know, it I mean, it sounds so simple, but it actually is simple. Don't, you know, cut cut off the noise in here and just just do it it's it's so easy you and you'll be surprised with oh so the question is why are you even having that conversation yes. you know just just i hate to quote you know that company but just do it yes do it but <laughs> <Well>, it's true <laughs> but it's true you know yeah. and then of course practice makes perfect the more you do it the easier the easier it gets um so there are any number of things that you can do to to engage your audience you can also have a i think you mentioned before have a guest speaker for example mm-hmm. that's one way to also to engage your your target audience
0: yeah mm-hmm. i do agree and i think preparation for sure you know <clears throat> i've done a few webinars now and i always try to like go through it i read it out loud i do my scripts mm-hmm. and we got an a-, a question we ran this uh, webinar earlier on in, in in another language and then we got a question about using a script mm-hmm. We did use a script and a teleprompter for our promo video.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but for this now when we have more of a conversational setup, mm-hmm. we don't use mm-hmm. a script. Yeah. So it depends a little bit on the yeah on the type of webinar.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. For for, for my purposes, uh, I, I never I never use a, I never use a script, but that's because of the nature of, of my business. But as you say. Uh, what you, I think you mentioned before, what did you call it? the Annual reports. Uh, what else? Yeah, like the financial the reports. The financial reports. reports. Things, yes, yeah, things like that. Of course, you want to have a, you want to have a script. Yeah. But but for me, it's 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 not so important to have a mm-hmm. have scripts.
0: Yeah. But that that's some some good advice. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I thought we got in a question on the Q and A on the topic we spoke about just before. Of if uh, quick is GDPR and SRAMS 2 compliant, those like two yeah. data protection uh, laws that we have in in Europe, but also covering in the UK and, and outside of Europe. And yeah. Yes, we are. And we're one of the trusted uh, platforms out there when it comes to these
1: topics as well. So just answer that I mean, one. Good to know. Um, uh,
0: cool. All right. Well, let's... Uh, Carry
1: on. Yes, let's carry on.
0: Uh, and again, if you have any questions, please reach out in the Q and A chat room and ask your questions, and we'll pick them up in the end of the on the session as well. When is the best time to hold a webinar? Uh, midweek, Tuesday to Thursday uh, It's what both from our experience, but it is also from some bigger mm-hmm. research reports as well. Mm-hmm. And seeing that is pretty natural, I would say, in the Mondays, usually the big startup of the week, a lot of internal meetings, it can be hard to join an event. Fridays, people are wrapping up the week and, and uh, have their mind elsewhere. So it's uh, midweek is best. And also, it happens to be that we're doing our webinar today in the best time slot as well, which is between two uh, ten and 2. Yeah. So around lunchtime, yeah. people can uh, join in a digital event, uh, have a lunch break, and yeah. then.
1: Carry. Between 10 in the morning and, and uh, 2 in the afternoon, basically. That, that's, the, that's the ideal the yeah. ideal time.
0: Yeah. And then not do them too long. So this one today, we will run roughly 30 minutes, mm-hmm. plus, minus, if mm-hmm. we have some more or less questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we don't want to lose your attention span. We want to have you watching it all the way through. Uh, but you also have some experience of not always 10 to 2
1: right yes exactly it it depends on on where your on where your target audience is i i i promote a lot to to the united states for example and there it's uh, critical i would say to be to be aware of of the of the time um i have had uh, a few instances where people did not understand, uh, the, the actual start time. And so they've been there wondering what the hell went, was going on. So it's also important to really highlight the time is this time, my time, and it's this time, your time. And also to be sure to check, uh, the time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, was even when we're gonna run this event now. We're like, is this one thirty or twelve twelve thirty? is twelve thirty exactly. for our target audience, it's yeah, exactly. one thirty at the physical.
1: Exactly. Space exactly. At? Yeah. Okay, cool. So
0: if we look at the post-webinar actions, like what do you need to do after a webinar? So of course follow up with your viewers. The ones who watched it should get some kind of messaging. The ones that didn't watch it should get another kind of messaging. Yeah. You should send them the on-demand link with your edited video. So Important is that you cut away the beginning, the end, and make a nice index list mm-hmm. so that the on-demand viewer can easily navigate in the material. Mm-hmm. Very important. And if you do have uh, published on demand, you also then again, extend the lifetime of your event. And I I can't stretch this enough, like how important it is for you to really reach a larger audience. We see it on a quick channel platform as a whole. We ran about 35,000 events over the last two years. Mm-hmm on the platform, on our, our client base. And we can see that the majority of the viewers are on-demand viewers, even if you always focus on the live. So mm-hmm. don't forget about that. Mm-hmm. And then you can generate leads on demand. You can look at the poll results. You can publish, uh, sorry, you can analyze it and get some insights and learnings. Yeah. And then adapt and try again
1: and do it. Yeah. So uh. there's always room for improvement even even if it's perfect, you can always improve
0: yeah, yeah that's course. my experience exactly, and also like to work with like we do with you today, like please give us feedback, we mm-hmm. ask you questions, mm-hmm. and you can come back with with uh with the insights yeah so uh and then we're also, of course, curious if you are having a webinar platform today. So I'll send that poll out as well. See.
1: Yeah, it would be very interesting to know how many of you use webinars today, or maybe you haven't you haven't uh, used them at all, and you're curious about this. It would be interesting for us to know. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: And I think it's uh, many have uh, been in video meetings like Zooms and Teams and Google Meets of the world. Mm -hmm. And then people have been seeing webinars, which is like big PowerPoint and a voiceover that is getting very like unengaging. And now everyone is starting to say, okay, how can we do webinars? But for real, yeah, and and that's a little bit why we are trying to share there exactly. knowledge and experience that we've exactly. built on exactly.
1: And then on that and on that point, I'd, I'd like to say that uh, that uh, a couple a couple of things you want to do is to like we're doing now. You know, you're asking questions, and another thing that's good to do to engage your audience actually is to uh, have stories and anecdotes. Yeah, uh, that that also will help for you, uh, help your audience to to be more engaged.
0: Yeah. Mm. And there are plenty. Oh, yes. All <laughs> well, the mistakes. Oh, it. yes. Starting exactly. out with having audio on the microphone. on. It's
1: yes, yeah. that's classic, classic.
0: Um, all right. We have some questions also coming in here on the Q&A. So we have from uh, Marianne here, we can say 10 in terms of the presentation flow. Do you have any suggestions?
1: Yes. Uh, it's really, really important uh, when, you, when you're running your webinar to have a natural flow, it should not feel rushed. It should not be so slow that people lose interest. You should have a natural flow. Uh, a tip that I give is to is to speak as if you are speaking to someone that you know, a friend, uh, your husband, your wife, whoever. That that and you just just have a natural conversation. Don't think of this as a webinar, but you're you're talking to someone that you know, and that will help you to keep your your flow,
0: yeah, cool, good, good advice. We have another question here from Gianna. S- sorry if I pronounce it wrong. Uh, this can the analytics from Quick Channel be synced to a marketing automation tool such as Sitecore and use it as triggers for marketing? Yes. So Quick Channel can be integrated with your marketing and CRM stack so that you can use like insights and data points from your webinars and to make actions in the different tools. It's different in, uh, integrations like uh, out of the box or custom, depending on the system. So we'll have to follow up with you after on, on your specific marketing automation tool, but I'm sure we can find a solution for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why, why we, why we want to do the webinars as well, for it. to be able to take action for marketing after. Um, and then we have a question. Have you ever arranged webinars during the weekend? What's your experience?
1: No, I, I have I have never done that. Um, as 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 you as you mentioned before there are the the, the ideal the ideal times um uh, and that is the middle of the week as you said Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh it's just uh basically uh you don't have your audience there on the weekend. People are usually involved with with other things, uh family, uh, relaxation um and uh I can think myself, uh, I I wouldn't be, speaking for myself, I wouldn't be so very enthusiastic about attending a webinar on the weekend. But of course, you know, it varies. But 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 statistically, I think it's been shown that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are the optimal yeah, days. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And when we're talking about when to run the optimal days and the data points, we are talking for business-to-business communication. Yeah, exactly. Um, of course. Exactly. So. exactly. On the weekend, you're probably really good at uh, showing a webinar or entertainment videos and so on. Mm-hmm. But in the week uh, and during office hours, it's the best to reach your, your mm-hmm. business uh, and organization.
1: Exactly. Yes. It, it, it depends, it depends on, on, your, on your audience, of course.
0: So we have... Uh, thank you for all the questions. Super exciting to see how many of you being engaged. Uh, last question here from our end to yours is of course, you're watching this quick channel webinar in a, in a quick channel experience. And, and we're curious to understand if you also want to try out using the experience for yourself. So please please respond on that and we'll, we'll help you out. And uh, if there is any final questions in the Q&A, let's see. Um, yeah, how much preparation time do you need before an event? Well, what, how much preparation have we done for this? So we recorded the pre-videos. Yeah. Maybe one hour. It
1: took about an hour. Exactly.
0: And then we've uh, spent a few hours on marketing, mm-hmm. setting up landing page yep. and uh, communication on the email to our CRM yep. and advertisement on LinkedIn. Absolutely. You probably have thought through your.
1: Yeah. Contents. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, now go, go through the content, uh, change it. If necessary, uh, if you have uh, anyone that you can use as a sounding board, ask them to, to uh, watch your recorded. I mean, I always record mine uh, before, yeah. before I go live, so I will record uh, my, my, uh, my webinar and then have uh, some trusted friends uh, to give me their, their feedback. And that's been very, very, very useful but uh, but this is not something that you that you want to try to do overnight. You should have a a plan a planning period at least for me at least two to three weeks. Yeah, I would say
0: also to be able to reach your audience and that they have time in the calendar to to attend. Exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we have some questions about GDPR and shrimps too. I'll just circle back. We will run a webinar again in two weeks uh, with a lawyer, a specialized lawyer within this field. There will be sharing some knowledge and insights on the topic. And it will also be like GDPR, SHREMS2, legalities from a marketing perspective, and also a bit of like own your data. What should you think about? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then later in December, we will run a webinar that will be about uh, WCAG accessibility and, and so on.
1: So I'll be interested in that one.
0: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'll send you an invite. <laughs> All right, but I think that's coming to an end here. We don't have any new questions in the Q and A, so thank you very much, the audience, for joining us today. We really appreciate it and super happy that you stayed engaged. You were not one of those eighty <laughs> nine. And uh, I want to say a big thank you to Ken. Thank Mepi. you. Thank you. Thanks
1: for joining. Yeah. Thank for you for pleasure. Thank you, and thank you everybody for for being here with us.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Take care. Have a good day. Bye bye.